Let's uh, turn our attention to the major question marks surrounding what this new school year will look like. The province has asked boards to prepare for three scenarios, in-class learning, online learning, or a hybrid learning, um, which would include both online and class. Now, the Toronto Star is reporting today that the Halton Public School Board is pressing the province to drop the hybrid back-to-school model, a combination of in-person and online classes. Here to talk about it, Andrea Grebens. She is the Halton District School Board Chair. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Good to have you on. Thank you for having me. So why are you asking the province to rule out the hybrid model? Well, the main reason is, uh, well, safety and also a lack. Actually, there is no market for childcare for the for kindergarten to grade six students. And we have about 36,000 of them in our board alone. And we have a coterminous Catholic board and they're a French school. So we could be looking at parents in our region and for about 50,000, up to 50,000 students needing care on those days that students will be out of school because the hybrid adaptive model has over a 10-day period, students in for half of that time. So the other half of the time, they would need to be cared for in some way at the K-6 to level. Older than that, uh, kids uh, pretty much could uh, you know, be home but uh, you can imagine that there are lots of parents panicking. Uh, mm-hmm. Potentially, you know, their eight-year-old needs some place to go while they go to work. So um, I spoke with the minister yesterday in a teleconference and uh, brought this up. As I, I and I sent him a letter that last week explaining everything. And uh, his focus as a response was uh, around pre-COVID daycare and how the capacity is near normal. And I think mm. he misunderstands that we are talking about a whole new market of childcare that needs to appear. Um, because <laughs> kindergarten to grade six students are in school every day. There's not been a need for this market and it doesn't currently exist. So it needs to appear and it needs to be safe. And the only way I see this market appearing is in a kind of pop-up manner, not formal organizations. And these form these pop up, um, you know, neighborhood. I'll take your kids, kind of thing. Uh, there is no guarantee of adherence to public health protocols that would keep the virus from spreading. And also, kids in a, in a casual. I think of my own neighborhood here, where there are uh, kids from four different public systems. We have the English, we have the Catholic, we have um, another. Uh, English public school, but it's a French immersion school, and we have a French school. So there's potentially, if someone took in kids from my neighborhood, you could be affecting four different schools if there is an outbreak at that one uh, child care, you know, situation. So, and they would take it back to their schools, and then they could potentially infect. And so we want to maintain that bubble of the classroom and we can't just ignore it every other day or every other week we have we're to speaking have... mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're speaking with halton district school board chair uh, about uh the fact that they are asking the province to rule out the hybrid model now your challenge not only is lack of daycare it's also the pro- protocol in daycares that could pop up because of the lack of space um and you're arguing this is less safe than having kids return to class full-time uh, i on you're opening up that that bubble. We are school boards are working very hard to make sure that bubble of uh, the classroom is contained. 
And so we can't ignore that bubble every other day or every other week. We, it's my thought, and I am, I am not an epidemiologist or anything like that, but my thought is, you know, if you have a bubble and a kid the next day is at a, a, at a casual daycare, uh, you know, the, the exposure potential is much higher than having them in school every day. Home it makes home it makes a lot of sense, and there's so much to consider with this this school year, and there there are so many question marks. A few weeks ago, I spoke with one of two trustees at the Toronto District School Board, yeah. and they also were concerned about the hybrid model. They suggested maybe some workarounds would be longer school days and a possibility of use of public space to increase physical distancing because schools aren't just they just don't have the room in classrooms. Have you come up with any creative solutions at the Halton Board to? you know, help out the in-class model? Well, the in-class model, to have it uh, be a lower cohort, you know, right now they're talking about a 15-student maximum. So to um, have 15 students come every day, that would mean, mean we would need to hire teachers and EAs immediately. Uh, and uh, not just a small amount. We would also need to find space. And uh, in parts of our board, that might be we might be able to find some. But in North Oakville and South Milton, we are packed and stacked. We are asking. We have capital projects uh, submissions to the ministry asking to build schools because we have no space at all for our current students. Uh, and to try and spread them out um, would be uh, very, very hard to do. Um, we have been, uh, we've also, you know, said look at outdoor spaces. Um, if, uh, if classes uh, in a full-time uh, model were to be outdoors, you know, uh, forest schools are a, are a, are a thing in mm-hmm. um Scandinavian countries, the UK, Germany, uh, the US, and even in parts of Ontario. So it's not a new model. And um, I've but it's a seasonal model. It's a seasonal model. So you really you're you're against working against time, unfortunately. Yeah, it was interesting that yesterday the uh, New York Times put out a model uh, that they handled in New York the Spanish flu using outdoor schools, and they actually went all winter. And wow. I'm hopeful. Yeah, it's very. How did they do that? Do you, did it did it get they in had, depth in the details? They uh, not a ton of depth. Some some schools functioned on their roofs. Uh, wow. Some schools functioned in kind of open air warehouses with the windows wide open, and they had children with uh, heated stones in these kind of sleeping bags. I don't know. I, hmm. I'm probably butchering the details, but but they they functioned and. Uh, I'm very hopeful with the news yesterday of, uh, you know, going to phase three of uh, vaccination uh, by AstraZeneca over with Oxford. And I'm hopeful that we won't be looking at a whole year model. Um, You know, we have excellent weather, really, for learning uh, in the fall through, I would say, almost to late November. And so if we use that... And, you know, the, the Scandinavians like to say there's no bad weather, there's only bad clothing. Um, I, I, know that it would take, <laughs> I know that it would take a real mindset change for a lot of our families to accept um, right. that in our colder weather. But certainly September, October, November, those are very, those could be very comfortable 
kinds of uh, weather situations for for learning outside and and taking that application of outdoors and bringing it in. There's been lots of studies that say kids really uh, thrive in that environment. But really, one of the biggest challenges the in-school model faces right now is funding. Because if you want the 15 kids in class, uh, you need more teachers, you need to space out even if you're using an outdoor model, you just need more hands on deck. What are you hearing from parents? What model do they prefer? Um, it, you know, it depends on the age group because uh, if there is a childcare issue, they don't like the hybrid model. But if they are uh, beyond those years, um, then uh, I, I mean, most parents uh, I talk to, they're either all in or all out. You know, they're, I'm not taking any model. You can't convince me of anything. My child's staying home. And they will have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, will, there will be a, a remote learning option no matter what's going on. Um, but otherwise, a lot of them say, I want my child in school. And uh, when you get into the, the high school level, a lot of our courses, you can just imagine construction, manufacturing, uh, culinary, those kind of courses uh, do not lend themselves to a remote um, like a half-time remote uh, learning situation, we will make do. Our teachers are professionals, and they will, you know, make uh, the learning engaging uh, for students. But it is, we all know that it's face-to-face learning is the best. Uh, but at the end learn. of the day, it doesn't matter, you know, exactly what, what the board prefers. It is up to the province. So it, what I find amazing that you mentioned at the start or one of the uh, earlier um just points in this interview is that Stephen Lecce, when you brought up the the challenge with um, with daycare and daycare spaces in uh, the the region of Halton, uh, he he couldn't seem to wrap his head around the fact that there'd be more demand because kids that were normally in school would now need daycare for the days that they weren't with a hybrid model. Um, do you feel that there's any room to budge there, or can you you know rally parents to maybe petition him? To, uh, to see the fact that, you know, you really are talking about a reality for, for Halton parents? I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I've, I've encouraged lots of parents to reach out to uh, the minister and their local MPP to try to, you know, get the message across, try to have them understand what their reality is. And the, the other part of this is uh, we, we, a lot of people talk about teachers and parents being two separate groups, but in our region, the school boards are the largest employer and our staff are parents. So we may find that when a, a hybrid model is announced to go forward, we may end up with parents, uh, sorry, our staff um, contacting us saying, I can't find childcare. I can't work. And so um, <laughs> yeah, that creates a whole host of other problems. Then you've got a shortage of teachers there. Yeah. Uh, Andrea, it's uh, you've got a lot of um, definitely a, a lot of things on your plate and a lot of things to figure out before the school year s- starts. I, I wish you the best. And are you hearing from other school boards that they are along with the, the Halton board and not in favor of the hybrid model? Uh, I haven't heard uh, a, a ton from full boards. Full boards don't generally make statements unless they are have board meetings and they all speak as one voice so um yeah that's uh it's not really expected that they would uh sort of rally behind or anything like that um just because of the way the governance works 
Well, I want to thank you for your time today, and, and thanks for making uh, giving us some insight into why Halton District School Board is saying that uh, they would like the province to step away from that hybrid learning. Thank you so much. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. You too. That's Andrea Grebens. She's Halton District School Board Chair. I don't know if your kids are out in Halton, but if they are, uh, they are going to either have them in class or at home, but it seems like they're lean- leaning towards an in-class model, and that might mean that they're learning outside for some of the uh, season.